some kind of holiday where uh, there was a big bonfire or a fire pit. And those of you with small children were on your toes, right? You were concerned, man, there's this roaring fire there. And fire's mesmerizing. I don't know what it is, but little kids, they like to go towards fire. And we always tell them, no, don't get too close. You'll fall in, you'll get burned. And so as parents, we don't take our eyes off of them, do we? We have to guard our children. What about street crossings and and parking lots? Do you just let your children go and, and not warn them about the dangers of getting hit or maimed or crippled or killed? I like to use the phrase squash like a bug, kind of gets their attention. Well, of course not. We're going to watch our kids. You know, we probably tell them each time we get close to a street or parking lot, hold my hand. Look everywhere, not just both ways. There might be more than two. Wait for me. How many times do we tell them that? You have to guard your children, don't you? What about a shopping mall? Do we go to the shopping mall and let our three-year-old just, okay, be back here in 15 minutes or 45 minutes? Of course not. That would be crazy. We wouldn't do that and just let them go around total strangers all day. Well, if we wouldn't do that, would we, would we take them to school at a young age and just let them go? Now, you might be thinking, well, wait a minute. That, that's kind of what we do. I want you to think about that tonight while we go through this lesson. Think about, now this isn't a homeschool versus public school. So y'all put your seatbelts back on. This is about something else. Now you might respond with, but, but that's their job. That's their job. They're there, I mean, they know what they're doing, right? There are rules. They're, they have credentials. There are principles with principles. I wanted to sound like Leland here. A person in charge exhibiting fundamental uh, truths. I had to explain that for the, the, the folks that will be moving to uh, Manchester pretty soon. Oh, wait, that's me. They've got guidance counselors. They've got administrators. They, you know, the, the, the teachers, I mean, what could happen? What could happen? You know the slogan that Ronald Reagan used back in the 80s, trust but verify? Some of you are old enough to be uh, from back in the 80s. Trust but verify. That was a big thing. But you know what? That's not good. Friends and brethren, when it comes to our kids, don't trust but verify. Verify first. Verify first and then verify some more. And then later, when you're satisfied, then you can trust people. But you don't just trust and hope that everything goes good. These are your kids. They're your kids. They're your gift from God. You are in responsible charge to quote the board of professional engineers. The buck stops here. On judgment day, God's not going to ask you how well the school teacher guarded your kids. It's going to be how well did you guard your kids. That's on you. Psalm 127, verse 3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And those children, when we have them, are given to us. And sometimes we're not ready for them, right? Sometimes it's kind of a whoops. But you know, it doesn't matter. We're still in charge. So we have to guard our children. Well, my grandparents didn't have to do that. But you know, this isn't 
your grandparents' world. This is 2022, and all kind of craziness is happening. Not only are folks coming out of the closet, they're coming out of the basement. They're coming out of the woodshed. All sorts of perverted lifestyles, all sorts of variant attitudes are coming out into the light, and they're coming out like gangbusters. And it seems like we hear of some new unnatural thing almost on a daily basis. We have to guard our kids. In an instruction concerning taking care of one's family, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8. That looks kind of weird. But if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I think the principle applies here. So we have to guard our children. Who's going to guard your children? Jason, who's going to guard your children? Ben, who's going to guard your children? Other Ben. Anyone, fill in the blank. Who's, Brian, who's guarding your children? It's got to be us. It's got to be us. We have to be there for them. We are the only ones that they can rely on. We brought them into this world. We've got to make sure we get them to heaven. And that's all there is to it. We don't know these people. Do you know what they believe on morality? Do you know how they have raised their own kids? If they have kids, do you know whether they know how to deal with children? What kind of things are they going to bring up? Are they going to bring up anything religious or moral? What kind of morals do they have? Now, why should you not indiscriminately trust a total stranger with your kids? I don't care if they have a name badge that says teacher or administrator. 1 Peter 5, 8 warns, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I know. How many teachers have you seen that on the cover look like they just want to devour your children? Probably none. Hopefully not anyway, right? Maybe not so many. However, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 says, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. The the bottom line is, and this principle, I think, works for a lot of things. Bottom line is, you just don't always know. You just don't always know. And if you don't know them, you don't know them. Jesus warned in Matthew 7, 15, Beware of false teachers who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And I know, I, I didn't pull it out just because it said teachers, you know, false prophets here. But again, the principle can still work. We need to be careful. And though school's not a spiritual context, the same principle can apply. Matthew chapter 10 Verse 8, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Jesus warned his disciples to be wary, watchful, and wise. And I'm saying that we can do the same in our lives with our children when it comes to all sorts of other things like that. So how do you know if you can trust the folks at school or the daycare? Or some group that is supported and backed by a religious organization? Or Boy Scouts? Or 4-H or FFA? Future farmers for you, Manchester folks. You don't know, do you? Until you investigate. 
until you check them out, until you do your homework. You can't just blindly trust that everything will work out all right with everyone and everything. There are people out there who will use, take advantage of, pervert mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, destroy your children if they get the chance. Some perhaps do it ignorantly. Others, I think, know exactly what they're doing. I don't know why the text is doing that, but just ignore that. Paul in Ephesians 4 said, This I say, therefore, in testifying the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind. Paul's saying they're hopelessly confused. They have foolishness and emptiness in their minds. Verse 18, having their understanding darkened, they have minds full of darkness. Being alienated. They're separated. They're lost. They've wandered away from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, see, they've lost all sensitivity. They have no sense of shame. They're callous. They might even be despairing. Have given themselves over to lewdness, indecency, sensuality, lust, impurity, to work all uncleanness, That could be sexual perversion, every kind of impurity, with greediness. They will do all sorts of indecent things without restraint. Why? Because Paul says, folks, this happened 2,000 years ago, and it happened a long time before that. Why did God bring the flood? Right here. Similar. People walk away from God. They head down a dark path, kind of like stairs, They take a step, and they get a little further, and they're down further. And a little further, and they're down even more. So they start out, you know, they're ignorant, and they don't know, but then they're they're, they're blind, and uh, pretty soon, you know, they're they're, uh, in despair. And then pretty soon, they've almost got nowhere else to go. And the door at the bottom of the stairs is labeled with hell. That's about what this transition is that the Bible teaches us. And so we don't know on this scale whether people are just ignorant and they just don't know God and they don't know the Bible. And that's why we don't hate the sinner. We hate the sin. We don't hate the sinner. Lots of times they don't know any better. They really are counting on us if they really knew it to help to teach them and save them. But you know what? All that aside, we have to guard our children nonetheless. Doesn't matter where they are. Oh, but they didn't really mean to destroy my kid. That, that doesn't help my kid in the day of judgment, does it? I have to guard them. And so whether I can help that person or not, it's on me. I need to help them. For instance, an elementary teacher explains how she hints to students that she's queer so that they confide in her. She claims that third graders come out as non-binary to her, and other kids requested name and pronoun changes. Hey, that's nothing. That's nothing compared to other things you see. It says an openly queer elementary teacher is going viral after being exposed for quietly helping third grade students. They're just trying to help your kids. You see, you're, you're old-fashioned. You're fuddy-duddy. You still rely on the the, the crutch of church and God. They're trying to help your kids get out of that and help them find new gender identities. Because why should they be locked into the same old male and female, that whole binary stuff? 
The teacher identified as Brianna Rose in a report posted a video on TikTok in which she discussed the importance of a classroom safe space for gender questioning elementary school students. And I don't need the rest of it. You can, you can see. Have you checked out your kids' teachers lately? Got to guard your children. California. California's all in on perverting children. California has overhauled its sex education guidance for public school teachers, encouraging them to talk about gender identity with kindergartners. Kindergarten. Can you imagine that? I, I always kind of tease people. The, the land of fruits and nuts, right? You've heard me say that. Folks, this is craziness. And they give advice to LGBT teenagers for navigating relationships and having safe sexual relationships. Folks, you got to guard your children. What about, you, you might say, well, but that's Florida. I, I had to cover up one of those words. That's embarrassing. Florida. You might say, well, yeah, yeah, we can understand California, but Florida? Folks, doesn't matter how good the governor of Florida is or anything else. People are doing stuff anyway. And this woman eventually found out the school was working on a transgender support plan with her child and would not allow her to become involved. Eventually, they were allowed to see what this support plan was about, a six-page document that they went through with the daughter, who at the time was 13, behind closed doors where they asked her questions that have absolutely impacted her safety, such as <laughs> which restroom she preferred to use and which gender she preferred to room with on overnight trips. I'm not that old, I'm 54, but way back when I was a, a senior, that would have been 1986, we went on a senior trip. We went camping, we went to the mountains, we did all kind of stuff. You know what? We had a section for the guys, guys' tents here. Way over here, on the other side of the Smoky Mountains, <laughs> we were down in, we, we went to see Vander, uh, the, uh, the Biltmore Mansion and all that kind of stuff, and I don't remember where we were in East Tennessee and down in Carolina. And, and the girls' tents were way over here. Can you imagine had they asked us that question back then in high school? You know how many of the guys, especially the football players, would have said, oh, no, we, we want to be over. And they're asking children. You've got to guard your children. The same protocols is, is in place in many, many schools around the country. Massachusetts, same, same thing. And you know, some schools are getting teachers fired who will not put up and shut up. Now, I know this kind of far away, Ireland, but I noticed this. Imprisoned in Ireland. You shut up and go along with the program. Anybody say, oh, that's pretty far away. Kansas. Now, this teacher actually won a court case, but that doesn't happen very often. You might be saying, that's still pretty far away. Well, this is Tennessee Tech. That's not too far away, is it? Tennessee Tech is slammed for putting on a campus drag show, mocking Christianity with star dressed as a Catholic monk, while children handed him money for disrobing, literally. Now, the president said, oh, I, I didn't know. You know, we didn't know. And he, you know, he, some heads rolled, but folks... Be watchful. Guard your children. They're sneaky. 
and they're slime. They're slipping it in everywhere that they can. And they include kids as much as they can. There are many other organizations whose sole mission it is to advocate for pushing anything but God's way and God's norm. This group, GLSEN, Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. Now, on their, uh, their little page, Who We Are, they're going to tell you, oh, you know, GLSEN, they work to ensure that LGBTQ students are able to learn and grow in a school environment free from bullying and harassment. And we might say, oh, hey, that's good. What's wrong with that? No, nobody should be bullied and harassed, right? We would agree with that. Well, they go on and say, together we can transform our nation's schools into safe and affirming environment all youth deserve. Wait, what's this, what are they affirming? Red flags. Free from bullying is okay, but what are we affirming? Well, then go on. Our work, GLSEN believes that every student has a right to safe, supportive, and LGBTQ and it may be plus, 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 and all the other things that they continue to add to it, inclusive K through 12 education. Now, why in the world does a kindergartner need to learn about this? Okay, that's the agenda that they're pushing. And they get it in. You know that passage, train up a child in the way they should go? Well, these folks have the same attitude. Train up your child in the way they want them to go. Because the more kids they have on their side, the better they feel about their whole thing. The more people they have involved in, in affirming them, you see, the less guilt they have. Because 20, 30, 40 years ago, people didn't talk about that kind of stuff. That was taboo. That was hush-hush. And, and for good reason. Because more people believed in God. You know, there was a, uh, a squirrel. There was a... Um, there was a, uh, a questionnaire um, taken not too long ago. I mean, just, just within the last week or so. And a, a poll, one of the big pollster places. And they were asking people who still believed in God and God's word or something to that effect. I'm, I'm trying to remember it. I heard it on the radio. And it's amazing how far the number has come down in the last few years. How many people just could care less about God and the Bible. Kindergarten. That, that's messed up. We got to guard our children. Romans chapter 1. <clears throat> I'll figure that text thing out one of these days. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged a natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Now, I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know what that was. But um, some people think it, maybe it was some kind of disease. Who knows? Maybe it was a, a mental perversion or something that, that got them so twisted and distorted in their thinking that they were beyond recovery. God gave them up. Whatever it was. Remember Ephesians 4? To work all uncleanness with greediness. Same idea. These folks, some of them are so perverted that they can never be satisfied. And again, they seek to involve as many people as they can. Now, I'm not going to spend the whole time on school. What, what about when your kids are not in school? What about when they're at home watching these cool little shows like Arthur? I think our kids used to watch Arthur or something to that effect. 
Well, PBS, PBS Kids officially ended their uh, season. I don't remember which season it was. 2019 with Arthur's teacher getting married to another guy, Aardvark or Rat or whatever he was. And, and we think these shows are safe. But we don't know unless we watch them first and find out what's going on. We can't just sit our kids down in front of Disney because this is what Disney's got. Muppet babies and the whole transgender theme. And uh, the, the, the gay news people, boy, they were giddy about that. They love that. That's great. But see, these are your kids. What about Nick Jr.? Blue's Clues had a uh, pride celebration. And I don't know if you can see it or not. I even checked this on Snopes. And Snopes said, oh yeah, that's true. This little was a girl right here. Had surgery, breast removal surgery, because she wanted to be a boy. Are, are, are your kids watching any of these shows? Do you know if they're watching any of these shows? There might be a lot more. These are just the ones that I was able to find. Quickly. Yeah. And then on YouTube, man, you can't give your kids a cell phone, a smartphone, and let them get on YouTube and watch any videos. Because this is a message from the gay community performed by the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. I didn't want to say YouTube because they're probably going to uh, censor this. I meant to spell it out. Got, got ahead of myself. Anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes. They may take this down. You know what the lyrics they're long, but the lyrics say, and this is called, we'll convert your children. You think we're sinful, you fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened. You think we'll corrupt your kids. If our agenda goes unchecked, funny, just this once, you're correct. Now, some people say, oh, no, that, that was just a lot of fun and laughs, and, and they just did it to try to get a rise out of people. Okay, Whatever. And there was like a thousand of these guys. This is just one screenshot I took. And they're all singing one big happy gay men's chorus. Having a gay old time like the, like the Flintstones. You know, folks, the best defense is a good offense, according to George Washington and, and maybe Bill Belichick. We need to know God's word. And so do your children. So what does the Bible teach about gender? Well, Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter 20. It says, so Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And Adam said, now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. You know, more and more people these days get offended if you don't use their special pronouns, however long they keep them. Some people make a big deal about it, and then, what was that, that girl, singer? And then she turns right around after a little while and says, oh, I decided I'm going to go back and be a she instead of a they, them. Adam was a him. I don't know if you can see it in blue. And he and his and man, those are pronouns and, and other figures of speech. Well, what about Eve? You got the woman, the her, the she, and so on. And I tried to put the colors in there. I don't know if you can see them or not, but folks, 
It's so easy, a, a caveman can do it to coin the, the, the in, uh, insurance folks. How hard is it to see what refers to men and what refers to women here? Five times. Man and woman, father and mother, husband and wife, he and she, him and her, male and female. That's what it was. Now, they had offspring. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife. She conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time, his brother Abel. So Eve conceived and bore Cain, not Jane. Cain. It was a son, a man. Now, how do you think she knew that? Now, according to today's standards, you can even be a nominee for a Supreme Court justice and not be able to describe what a woman is. How in the world did she know that she had a male child? Used to be in the good old days when the baby came out, pick the baby up by the legs, take a look. Yep, it's a boy. Smack him on the bum. He cries. We're done. Blue gum for everybody. Let's go home. You didn't have to wait around and ask them what they wanted to be. You could tell just by looking. The simplicity that people get away from when they don't want to follow God's will. So you got man, his brother, his and brother, not a sister, not a they, them. You know, it's amazing. The U.S. Standard Certificate for Live Birth says, here's the child, the child's name, the time of birth. What gender are they? It used to be you could tell when they were born. I mean, I think it's still that way, isn't it? Can't you tell when they come out what, what they're going to be, a, a male or a female? Unless things are changing that much. Well, what about marriage? What about marriage? The Bible teaches us that only sexual unions approved in the Bible are those of a male and a female. Paul wrote to the Corinthians about sexual purity in marriage. He said, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality or fornication from pornea, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. That's pretty easy, isn't it? How can we mistake that? There were no other non-sinful, non-perverted options available. A man married a woman, a woman married a man. Now, this is God's way. Now, a lot of people aren't satisfied with God's way. Hence, the debauchery and, and the ignorance and the darkness in the world. Somebody says, well, but, but weren't there other? Well, as for eunuchs, you know, mentioned a number of times in the Bible, this referred to castrated men. Except in Matthew 19, Jesus spoke of people that were born eunuchs. They had incapacity. They, they had a birth defect. There's no other gender describe it, male and female. And those who might have been physically altered medically for reasons. The idea that a person's gender is whatever they perceive to be is not only anti-science and anti-biology, but is anti-Bible. What about cross-dressing? Your kids need to know this too. They need to know what God's word says about it. Gender distinctions were not only real, but they were also important to maintain. Did you know that cross-dressing was considered abhorrent in God's sight? Deuteronomy carried this prohibition. A woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all who do so are an abomination to Lord your God. That's how God felt about it. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5. Now, the New Testament, you might say, oh, but that's Old Testament. We know the New Testament. Jesus and the apostles reiterated a lot of this stuff. 
Jesus said, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? That's two. There's only two. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Paul said, 1 Corinthians 11.3, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Man and woman, there's only two. Why are we being so dogmatic about this? Why just can't we just, just let people do what they want? You know, it has nothing to do with tolerance or being loving or accepting. Hopefully not a single one of us goes out and snubs or is mean or ugly or anything like that to some of these people that are just confused and lost. Or maybe, they're, maybe perhaps they are really evil. But you know what? We're not the judge. We've got to try to save these folks. But you know what? You save your children first. And then maybe you can help work on some of these people later. Doesn't have anything to do with intolerance or anything like that. Has everything to do with whether we are willing to accept the Bible as God's word and everyone will be judged by God's word on the day of judgment. And that's just all there is to it. We need to beware. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of man, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. If this doesn't apply to what we're talking about, I don't know what does. We have got to be careful. What about sexual sins are going to be judged? Paul wrote, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, and on and on. Again, we don't hate the people. We hate the sin. We feel sorry for these folks. We feel sorry that they're in the situation. We should. Love their soul. Hate their sin. Try to save these people as much as we can. You know, the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. But some of these folks... They say, I don't like the way I'm made. I want surgery and hormone replacement therapy. They're not content with how they were born. Now, I want you to think about this. This may make some hair stand up, and that's fine. I'm, I'm asking the question. You know, some folks change the color of their hair, their eyes, their lips, their skin, remove fat cells here, add them here, silicon and saline implants. Where do we draw the line? And the reason I'm asking that is because these folks are going to ask us, why is it okay for you all to do all this kind of stuff, but then when you get to this line, we're suddenly evil and, and we're out to wreck the world? They're going to ask you. And we need to know the answer to that. And we need to be able to be consistent about it. I know that'll open a big can of worms. But you know what? It's a very real thing. It's a very real question, something we need to think about. And we need to be careful not to be judgmental with these folks for what they're doing when we might be confusing them with things that we do to ourselves. Let me ask you this. Why is the world like it is? How have things gotten so far so bad for so long? It's the breakdown of the home. Titus, I'm not going to read this. But you know what Paul told the husband and wives, the man and the women of the home and, and how to do it. Our nation is crumbling because the home is crumbling. We need to make sure we have our homes 
lined out and taken care of. Now, I want to ask you another question. Are you allowing some of this stuff, like some of these TV shows and other things, are you allowing this stuff to go on at your school, at your family circle, at, at your own home? Do you look at pornography or things like that? Do you watch TV shows that have horrible things in it? And you might say, oh, we, we got to get the kids out of here. Oh, is that okay for you to watch? You need to know the answer to that. You can't guard your children when you don't say a word, don't lift a finger, seem indifferent to, give a pass to, maybe even enjoy as entertainment, or might even occasionally engage in some of the same things as what these folks are pushing on our parents. You see the contradiction in that? Folks, we've got to clean up our own act. Jesus said, thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to do what needs to be done. And that works for us at home too. We have to guard our kids, and we have to guard ourselves first. We've got to get ourselves lined out first. Jesus said, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. This is a very serious matter. And we have to be there for our kids. We have to guard our children. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The children need you. The kingdom of God needs you. The world needs you to let your light shine and defend the faith. You can do this. Jody, your boys are getting pretty old. But you're somewhat still in responsible charge in various things. Guard your children. Tony, you know what I'm going to say. Brian, some of the folks that don't even have kids yet need to think about this. All of us, I don't have time to go through everyone. But folks, this is a very serious thing. We can't afford to lose any more of our kids. So many of our children drift away. They drift away and they're lost. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. If you need encouragement, if you need help, if you need to repent for sitting down when you should have stood up, if you need to, to come clean with something, if you've decided that, you know what, I sat down when I should have stood in the gap and done something, whatever it is, if you need help, if you need encouragement, if you need prayers, let us know right now as we stand and sing the song.